Hey guys, Willie Mayette, creator of Jazz Edge. I want to welcome you to episode number three of The Confident Improviser. Today, in today's podcast, we are going to talk about improvisation targets. Just as a reminder, if you're a Jazz Edge student and you are following the Confident Improviser program on the Jazz Edge website, you can also watch the video for this podcast, okay? So I will have a video available as well that you can follow along with. Okay, so today let's talk about improvisation lines and let's start there. So when we refer to an improvisation line, we might call it several different things. We might call it a lick, we might call it a phrase, we might call it a motive or a motif. We might even just call it a sentence. So for instance, an improvisation line, uh, if I play my simple bass line down here, okay, I'll just keep that simple bass line going. So an improvisation line might be something like this. Okay, so just a short little phrase. There's another one, right? Now, as you get better at improvisation, you tend to make longer lines, you know? So you start to do things like this. So you can hear that the line is a little bit longer, it spans several measures. Don't worry about getting there just yet. It's okay, I just wanna kind of explain to you that sometimes the line might be short and might be longer. A great way of thinking about improvised uh, lines and improvisation lines is to think of them like sentences. So when I get to the end of my sentence, what am I gonna do? I'm going to take a breath, right? And if I don't take a breath, then I'm gonna pass out, all right? So we obviously need to get to an end of a sentence, we take a breath, and then we have another sentence. Uh, it's also important to realize, and why the analogy is so good, is that if I don't take that breath, like you know, like so, like we all have that friend who j they just keep talking and talking and talking, and, and like, you can like never get a word in edgewise, and it's like they, it seems like they never get to an end of a sentence, um, and that gets very difficult to listen to, doesn't it? Sometimes it's like you feel like kind of bombarded, and that's why with improvisation we want to make sure that we put in those rests and the whole play rest thing. We will end up talking about playing and resting a little bit later. Right now. I want to focus mostly on these improvisational targets. All right, so anyway, that's what we might call an improvised line. A lick, a phrase, a motive, a motif, a sentence, what, whatever, okay? The, uh, and it might look something like this. And if you're not watching the video, you see that, you know, we have kind of a, a line that goes up and then it starts to curve down and then it comes back up again. So that means like we might go up and then come down and then go up, you know, something like that. or. do something like that, All right? So the line goes up, comes down a little bit, goes back up. Doesn't matter what the shape of the line is. This is just an example. I could easily do a line that starts high and goes low and it's a straight shot down. All right, there you go. So it's a straight shot down or the opposite way. There's a straight shot up, okay? So the shape of the line has zero impact, zero meaning. Okay, we're not worried about the shape of the line right now. What we are worried about is the fact that the line starts and ends. This is super important. So let's go through this nice and slow, make sure that you really fully understand this. So every improvised line has a start and an end, right? So let's just keep this simple. So if I go up like this, right? So I started on C and I went up to G. So my first note was C, my last note was G. I have a starting point and I have an ending point. Now, when we are paying attention to these starting and ending points, this is what we call targeting, right? So we are targeting in our improvisation. 
targeting you're going to realize is a super important thing to do when you improvise, okay? Uh, and if you don't target, you're gonna see very quickly in a second uh, why targeting is so important, and if you don't do it, why your improvisation is not gonna sound great, right? So the best way of explaining targeting is to actually get in and let's actually create some lines. Before we do that, just remember, we are, have a starting point and we have an ending point. So we have a start and an end. We start the line someplace and then we end the line. Okay, so here what I have on the screen is the ingredients for exercise number three, which is just simply the first four notes of the minor pentatonic scale. It's just four notes, C, E flat, F, and G. Okay. So now, like I said, there's always going to be a starting note with your improvisation, and there's going to be an ending note with your improvisation. What I'm going to do right now, and this is great, especially since it's a podcast, because you could really focus on listening and not watching what I'm playing. I'm going to play two different improvised lines, right? I'll say, tell you, this is line one, and here's line two, right? I'll put some space in between. Line one and line two, I'm going to, in one of them, I'm going to focus on targeting, and in another one, I'm going to just not focus on targeting at all, right? So here's the first line. I'll start with the bass line first. Here comes line one. Okay, so there was line one. Now here's line two. Line two again. Here's line one again. So now, when you listen to that, which one sounds a little bit more kind of in tune with the improvisation and uh, feels like it, it kind of fits, right? It feels settled, it feels uh, like, like, like the notes fit over that bass line. Does this one sound that? Right? Or this one? Now, if you answered uh, line number two here, this one, I would agree with you. This one doesn't really sound like it fits with that bass line too much. There's a lot of tension and a lot of rubbing that's going on, okay? That's because I am starting and ending on a non-chord tone. I am starting my line and ending my line on a non-chord tone. Okay, so when I played this, this was F, E flat, F, E flat, F, E flat, F. So I'm starting the line on F, and I am ending the line on F. But now let's remember, what was our accompaniment again? It's a C minor chord, right? Then to F minor, G7. So the C minor chord. Remember in our podcast episode last week, we talked about mastering our chords. So we really want to know... Uh, at, you know, uh, very quickly, what are the notes of that C minor triad, right? Well, it's C, E flat, and G, right? So is the note F in that? No. C, E flat, and G are my chord tones. The note F would be considered a tension. You know, for those of you that want to know, that would be considered the fourth or the eleventh on a minor chord. Typically, we would call it eleven. We're not going to dive down that rabbit hole between four and eleven. Don't worry about that right now. The thing to focus on is that I was starting my line and ending my line on a non-chord tone. Now, that was line one. Okay. Now, when I did line two, there I started on G 
then E flat F. I still play the F, but then I finished on C. So I started on G and I ended on C. Well, again, are those chord tones on a C minor chord? You bet they are, right? So G and C are part of that C minor chord. So here's the deal. You, if you want your improvisation to sound good, you do not always have to start on a chord tone, okay? You do not always have to end on a chord tone. But right now I'm talking to the improviser who's just getting started, right? You know, so like if you're more of a pro, you know you could break these rules. But to get started, if you want your improv to sound more like sound more quote unquote right, you know, or good to your ears, start and end on a chord tone. So you're targeting these chord tones. There's a starting target note and an ending target note. So in other words, like when I have the notes C, E flat, F, and G, well, that's pretty simple in a C minor chord, right? I mean, C, E flat, and G are the chord tones. F is the only non-chord tone. So when I start my line on an F, listen to how that sounds. Right? So now I ended on G, right? I did F, E flat, C, E flat, F, G, right? So I ended up ending on a chord tone, but I started on a non-chord tone. So when I start the line, it sounds a little rough at first, it sounds a little bit tense, but eventually when I end the line, yeah, it sounds, it sounds fine, it sounds good, okay? So the starting, uh, um, uh, the starting target note in your improvisation is less important as the ending one, right? And I'll demonstrate that in a second. But anyway, let's, let's do this line again. All right, so that's fine, okay? So the ending target note was a G, it's a chord tone, sounds great. Even though the first uh, note in that line was an F and it's a non-chord tone, it gets resolved so the ear doesn't really remember it. Now listen to what happens if I end on an F. Does it sound terrible? Well, no, of course it doesn't sound terrible. But as you start to add more notes to your scales and your ingredients, you're going to have notes that are really gonna start to sound outside and sound much more tense, okay? Uh, for instance, if I used a chromatic scale and I did something like this, right? I'm ending on a C-sharp, D-flat here. It sounds terrible, right? Like, I wouldn't want to play that. Unless, of course, for one odd reason or another, that was the sound I was looking for. But most of us are not looking for that sound. So there, that final target note, the ending target note, was a non-chord tone, and it made the line not sound all that good, right? So now, what if we go to the ingredients number two? So this is the five-finger blues scale. This one is going to be a little bit easier because now we have five notes to play around with. So now if we think about notes that are outside of the C minor chord, that F and the F sharp are most definitely outside of C minor. So remember, the five finger blues scale, the notes are C, E flat, F, F sharp, G. Okay, those are, those, those are my notes. Those are my five notes. So now, if, let's say I start a line uh, and I end it on F sharp. Right? You hear it right away. It, it sounds very, very tense, you know, and you know, maybe you like the sound, maybe you don't, but the point is it definitely adds on a lot of tension. Now listen to what happens if I start the line on an F sharp, but I end on a chord tone. 
I end on C here, right? I start on F sharp, F, E flat, C, E flat, C, right? So I end on C, but I start on F sharp. Well, what did you hear in that line? You heard probably that, whoa, wow, that's tense, but it resolves. If I end on G there, right, it resolves there as well, okay? Now, so there, that's not bad. Even though I start on the F sharp, it creates the tension at the beginning of the line, but ultimately, when I resolve the line, when I get to my final target note, um, uh, it's a chord tone and it works. So now you might be thinking, well, it seems to me like that final target note is really the most important. If you think that, you're right. It's really that final note that you play in your line that people are going to hear and they're going to remember. So if you find when you're playing lines or when you're creating improvisation, you're creating licks, you know, if you find that your improvisation is just not sounding the way that you want it to sound, then it's likely that you're ending your improvised line on a non-chord tone, okay? Again, as a reminder, as you improve and you know you learn more about improvisation you do not always have to end your lines on a chord tone but right now we're trying to get started and just trying to like get some rules that are kind of you know just really help you establish a strong foundation so start with a chord tone end with a chord tone remember the chord tone is whatever chord you're you're on for the moment so when we do C minor here right but then we go to F minor then G7 so let's say when I get to the G7, I end on a B natural. Now we haven't talked about adding in that note, right? But listen to what happens. Right? So it doesn't sound bad, right? It sounds a little interesting because we're going to that major sound and that B natural. Uh, so it might sound a little weird to your ears, but it doesn't sound so tense that it's like, whoa, wait a minute, that sounds like a, a, a wrong line, okay? Listen to what happens when we get to the F chord, right? We get to the F and I play an F sharp over that. Right? And I get to the G and I'm still playing the F sharp. You can hear there's a lot of tension there, right? Now, you've probably heard of tension and release and where we want to release that tension. Well, to release the tension, move it away from being a non-chord tone and move it to a chord tone. So the easiest way of doing that is usually just moving it by a half step. Right, so if I resolve it down to F, right, or go up to G, that sounds fine as well. So try playing around uh, with your starting and ending target notes. And uh, the biggest thing is just kind of keep that in mind when you're improvising. If you keep it in mind, you don't have to really do much necessarily. Just keep in mind that, oh, okay, where am I starting this and where am I ending this? And then listen to the sound and ask yourself, do I like the sound of that line? If you don't like the sound of the line, well, then likely you're starting on, you know, uh, a non-chord tone or you're ending on a non-chord tone. 
Don't worry if you don't fully understand target notes and all of that. Uh, there's a couple of things that you can do. Number one, I will be doing a longer lesson on that with some more examples. Okay. And number two, you can join me every Thursday at one o'clock uh, for the Confident Improviser live training. Right? All you need to do is just log in at Jazz Edge and then you can uh, see it right up in the live training menu item. If you're not a member of Jazz Edge, check it out. I think that you would enjoy it and I think that you would find that the lessons uh, are, are set up step by step. Every Tuesday you could do coaching with me. Every Wednesday you can get online and do office hours. Every Thursday you could do the Confident Improviser with me. So there's a lot of live training and live interaction between me and my students. It's not some other teacher, it's me, right? So uh, the Jazz Edge program is really me. So when you write in or you see live stuff, it is me doing it, right? We are not a huge corporation in which we farm out all of this stuff, you know, to some customer service place, you know, halfway around the world. When you're dealing with Jazz Edge, you're dealing with Willie Mayan, right? So anyway, hope that I'll see you in the site and then I'll see you in the next podcast episode.